Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. Spencer is here to open up the season. Well, Hello, everybody. She should be here all the time. I don't know why I made it seem like you're only well, here. I, I won't be here all the time. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, glad to be back. If you started listening while I was on maternity leave, you've probably heard that I've been on maternity leave and you're like, who the heck is this? Um, I'm Spencer, aka Spence. And yeah, I just uh, gave birth to a tiny human right before Christmas. Um, She showed up early and has no idea that she's ruined her future birthday parties for the rest of her life. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't her fault that she's early. Um, You know, medicine, they make you do things sometimes. So Mm. Uh, yeah, so I just had a tiny human. I've been on maternity leave. I'm still technically on maternity leave because one thing that uh, Josie and I talked about is our podcast acknowledges that um childbirth and child rearing is difficult and traumatic yes and contrary to what united states capitalism would have you believe um four six twelve weeks whatever you are allotted some people are allotted zero which is just literally inhumane in my opinion but anyways um that honestly isn't enough. Uh, a majority of the world gives somewhere between six and 12 months of maternity leave and mm. family leave for fathers and things like that. And uh, we respect that here on the podcast. So um, I am back, but I am going to be showing up a little bit differently. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But Josie, how you feeling? Season three. Um, feeling great. Feeling inspired. Feeling... Oh, I'm depressed today, so I'm not feeling a whole lot. <laughs> okay, I'm depressed too. Welcome to uh, having a having a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, um, <laughs> I cannot imagine having a baby. God bless you and all those who procreate. <laughs> Lord knows. Thanks. <laughs> but I am excited. I'm excited for a new season. We um have realized that we've been kind of. <laughs> keeping famous people away and that was kind of mean because we have some well-known friends who we would love to bring on the podcast and they should be able to come on the podcast they're gonna come on we're gonna talk about all different things um and as always we're gonna have more of you and lots of different storytelling and sharing Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of where things are gonna be a little bit different yeah so josie had a great segue of depression so this is me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> showing up in um if you follow me on my personal instagram account you probably saw a post a few weeks back of i just like to show up and be as honest as possible and my pregnancy was a dream i um 
even though I'm a plus size woman and that puts me in a high risk category, quote unquote, I had a very healthy and like dreamy pregnancy of just like, I really enjoyed being pregnant. Like, yeah, there were days that were crappy, but overall it was like one of the highlights of my life. Very, um, spiritually like profound experience of creating with the creator, having a baby in the middle of Advent was just like rocked my world to its core. Um, and we'll talk about that too. But one thing that, um, I hadn't expected, which, um, which is silly me because I have mental health issues, but, um, not just postpartum depression, but postpartum anxiety is kicking my ass. Mm. And, um, and it's just one of those things of, you know, people talk about it more. It's becoming more of a thing that people are open to talk about, but they mainly talk about postpartum depression, which is very different than postpartum anxiety. And for me, that just looks like, um, literally like my, my daughter laying on my chest and feeling her heartbeat against my heartbeat because they're not in rhythm can send me into a full on like full blown panic attack. And it is like, um, it just can be debilitating and it's just a really hard space to be in as I navigate trying to be a mom. And so, um, you know, and another thing about babies is it's not your schedule, it's their schedule. And so again, in kind of what Josie and I talked about in honoring of, you know, postpartum anxiety and depression literally can, it can surface anytime within the first 12 months after childbirth, but it can last even beyond that. And so, um, I'm just blessed to have a friend like Josie that acknowledges that and wants to honor that and wants to do right by me and my kids. So, um, I'm going to be showing up here a little different in, um, you know, one of the reasons Josie and I made this podcast was to give normal everyday people a space to talk about what the church has done, the good, the bad, and the ugly in their lives. And, um, that for us takes a high level of emotional kind of intelligence and a space to show up and be a safe place for you. And right now in this journey for me, I'm just not a safe place at this moment. And so I, um, have chosen to step back from those episodes. Um, I'll still show up for some of them in the sense of if there's, you know, normally you tell us beforehand, if you've never come on the show, which I'm sure a lot of you have it. Um, we talk about beforehand, you know, like what we kind of want to talk about in general. So we kind of have a heads up. Um, so there will be some that I'll show up still and have those conversations, but there are others that um, in respect for our future guests and in respects for me, um, I'm just going to set that boundary right now. And I'm just not going to show up for certain episodes. And it's not anything personal. It's literally just, I want you to be safe and I want myself to be safe too. So it's going to be a little different. You won't hear me every week, um, but that's okay. And um, a lot of the episodes I will be showing up for are going to be a little bit more like topical. So it'll be kind of, instead of like a life story, it'll be like, let's talk about this specific one. Like we got one coming up about homelessness, which is like a cry of mine and Josie's heart. It was a great conversation. Um, so look forward to things like that. When you hear that episode, you'll kind of get more of the idea of what I mean by topical. Yeah, less of a personal story because like she said, it does require quite a bit of emotional intelligence and space for us. And sometimes we don't always have the space to hold each other's burdens, um, especially when going through something as intense as postpartum life. I mean, 
I don't plan on giving birth, but part of the reason why is because of the postpartum situation that's, that can arise. Um, so, I mean, if it's enough to kind of sway some people from even getting pregnant in the first place, it's a pretty fucking big deal, everybody. Yes. <laughs> like, it is not at all, like, an issue for us to not have Spencer here for some episodes. I'm going to speak for everybody because I so desire. <laughs> Because you should have that space to be able to process. And I mean, you're still doing us a favor and in being involved in these heavy topics. But I mean, it could be hard to hear somebody's story when you're like talking to them face to face, even over cyberspace, because you yeah. have the empathetic synapses, neurons, whatever. And yeah. I think that's that's sometimes lost in the podcast sphere because yeah. you just hear us talking. But when we record, we're on Zoom and 99% of the time we're looking face-to-face to to somebody um and so yeah that just adds another level of things and um you know if you are already scheduled to come on the podcast or you want to come on and for whatever reason there's something specific that like you want me to be here for Mm -hmm. like reach out and again we'll have those conversations about like i want to talk about this like do you have space for that Mm -hmm. and like we can do it and again if it's i don't have space for it right now but maybe two months from now i will yeah we'll just keep checking in yeah. So definitely, um, again, just want to be vulnerable with you guys and just kind of talk about, uh, it's going to be a little different. Our plan is hopefully, you know, it'll be like an every other week thing, but again, who knows life is crazy. Yeah. What if, listen guys, babies are unpredictable. We could be ready to record and baby could poop through the whole apartment and then get a situation. <laughs> then you can't record, you know? Yes. <laughs> Uh, also always just, re- I used to refer to her on the podcast as baby T. Um, I will tell you, I don't know if Josie's already told y'all, but, um, her name is Sloan. So that's my daughter, baby Sloan. Um, like I said, if you follow my personal Insta, you can see, um, a little bit of her there. Um, another part of parenting in the age of social media that I'm trying to navigate is how much is she going to be there? Of, she's um, a baby right now. She's unrecognizable. I know, I know, but it's more of just like, uh, there's, a, you know, a lot of parents talk about just like, um, you know, like, you know, we want to start consent young with our children. Right. And so what does that mm-hmm. look like, especially in the age of social media of, I don't want her especially because the internet is forever y'all like i don't want her to get to school one day and somebody find an embarrassing baby photo that i posted on instagram and she's just like mom what the hell like why would you do that i mean in that situation it's a character building but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so there's just a lot of and again unfortunately like uh you can't assume the best in everyone either the internet's scary place so um yeah i think in my you know in my feed it's going to be very, again, I try to be vulnerable. So me, myself, my daily life, my stories, all of that, you'll get all of me, but it won't be a ton of her. And in my feed, it'll be very curated of what I share of her with you just because she deserves that level of privacy. You know what I mean? So damn, you're a better person than I am. Cause my kids are again, no fucking privacy. If you look cute, you look cute. You're going to go the internet. Again, of course, like, yeah, she went, she weren't a cute fit. Like, I'm going to throw that up on yeah, the story, yeah, 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 but yeah. listen, there are some, you're not going to post the potty training photos on the, no, <laughs> there are some of these like mommy bloggers that really just be like, they put the smiley face over their freaking wiener and they're like, look, my son's potty training. And I'm like, why are you like this? Just give us a thumbs up when he's done and the little sign or whatever. Yeah. It's his little <laughs> sticker and just be like, he's shit today. <laughs> that's it 
so uh so yeah anyways um i'm a mom you're gonna be hearing that you're gonna be hearing about that a lot uh like i said we'll talk some more in this episode and later in the future of just like what that has done for me like theologically and personally and all that jazz so um yeah i can imagine i was just telling friends before the podcast that you like she said i have a human and i was like yeah you you have a human in the sense like yeah you have you have your partner but they're like a whole separate person but when you have a baby that shit's not a person <laughs> they don't know anything and she's not um you know that's something else that like it's hard to grasp of she isn't um like you said like my my partner like my husband, he is a whole separate human that can take mm-hmm. care of himself. She's not a separate human from me at this point in her life. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. yes, like I can go to Target without her and things like <laughs> that. But there are just, um, you know, there is actual like, um, what do you call it? Like brain chemistry. Yes. Like there's certain like chemicals in her brain and certain things that like, like the touch of my skin, mm-hmm. like she knows the difference and like, she knows my scent. Like there are things like that, that like she can be screaming, crying. And like, she's very bonded to her dad um, because of just some traumatic things that happened postpartum. I had to go back to the hospital, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Um, so she's very well bonded to him, but there are still like, there are nights where it literally, she just needs me. She needs mm-hmm. that like skin to skin connection with me. And that is just wild to me. And the fact of this human is so dependent on me. And again, it's one of those things that it's totally just changed my thought process of like, what is my like good and bad? Like some of it is scary as shit. Like this human, I look at her and I'm like, she's mine forever. And um, that's just something that I am still comprehending of what that means. Mm. Um, But again, it even just reinforces some of the beliefs I had before about, you know, people that are upset when their kid turns out a certain way and i'm like Mm. how could you just abandon this thing when i'm Mm -hmm. looking at her and i'm like this is literally the best gift i've ever received in my life and you're Mm. just gonna throw it out because you don't like that Mm. they love somebody or whatever like it makes me sick honestly (laughs) yeah i mean speaking of theologically and spiritually i have spent a lot of time in therapy I'm just realizing this now, but I realize that lots of, um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? It's like you cut out, redo that part. Okay. Um, so you're yellow right now and now you're white. Okay, great. Um, I was saying when it comes to theologically, I've thought a lot about because of my own experiences with my parents um who i needed to be to be a parent i've done a lot of weird work around that but also like thinking of others like who Mm -hmm. what do what work do i need to do in myself to be able to help others reparent yourself yes and then to how do i what kind of parent i want to be like the older i got because Mm -hmm. i knew it would take a lot of work and i imagine my children and things like somebody hitting them and or i don't know like i i imagine the spiritualness of being a mother beforehand and i can't even imagine what that turns into after the thing is in your arms 
yeah no i'm glad that you brought that up because i think there again even while i was pregnant like there were so many things where it's like what does this look like like what is it going to be and like I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast of I dumped the idea of original sin a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but when they laid that baby on my chest, like fresh out the womb covered in Mm -hmm. freaking goo, like, and looking at her face and thinking like, there's not an ounce of sin in this Mm. body, this child that is literally dependent on me for everything. Mm. There is not an ounce of sin in this, like. I, and that's where I just like, I'm like, how can people believe in this sort of thing of like original sin? Yeah. And that's why I loved when we had, um, when we had, uh, uh, Beth Demi on here mm-hmm. talking about, you know, just like UMC theology. And we're talking about baptism of like, like we believe in like inherent goodness and inherent grace. And I just look at her and I exactly of like, again, she's like nine weeks old now. Like when this comes out, she'll be even only a couple of weeks older, but still of just like, there is nothing bad or evil in her and I don't know when you know I don't know when that kind of happens I don't know if it'll ever happen like yeah kids do bad things but is it inherent evil is it inherent sin like I don't know again I think the definition of sin is some pretty extreme things that I hope that I'm a good enough mother that my kid will never experience so it's like uh yeah just certain things like that i've just this whole new force of like this changes everything in my life Mm. i want to be a parent (laughs) go out and be a parent everybody it's great it's hard as fuck but it's great (laughs) actually i feel like we should have licenses to be parents i mean like (laughs) honestly like when guys when if you if you have a biological child like you freaking birth that thing or even if you use like a surrogate like you still show up to the hospital and then they're just like okay bye and you're like what like you're just like gonna they, let me they go just home? make sure you have a car seat but <laughs> yeah literally like you're really just gonna let me go like that's it like some of it is kind of like that first night at home was bonkers like mm. again it wasn't like anything like it wasn't like the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was like so overwhelming in the sense of like, wow, like this is a human. Yeah. Yeah. She's sleeping in my room. Like this is weird. I mean, it's like how many of us feel some type of way about having a tiny little puppy in your house and you feel like it's so fragile and you're going to break it and you times that by a million and five and that's yes. a baby. <laughs> No, exactly. I've even just like my little dog that I'm like, wow. I And that's the thing too. Like I look at my dog and I'm like, dang, like I love you. Like, I feel like my heart is going to like burst when I look at you. And then I look at my daughter and I'm like, I'm literally going to like throw up, like I'm going to pass <laughs> out because I love you so much. Like this is crazy to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's how I feel about my dog right now. What is going to happen to me? I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, getting into that even more so of like the theology aspect, I think there's just so much of, um, you know, there's a whole new layer to this kind of world of like deconstructing and theology because now I have a child and like the church is like, like the church's theology and, you know, some more extreme like indoctrination starts very young. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of in this like, okay, I have about 
three to four years to kind of like, I feel this pressure of like, I have three to four years to figure it all out before she starts to remember things. And Mm. I need to figure out what I want her to remember, like about God. Um, And it's like overwhelming Mm. because even in kids church, we've talked about it before, like the veggie tales, the Bible stories they tell in kids church, a lot of those are not kid appropriate. And so it's like, why do we teach these to children? Lord knows. I don't know. So like, and even, you know, I work in like children, youth ministry, I work with preteens, what we call it. It's fourth and fifth grade, you know, a little too old for kids church, but not old enough for youth group. (laughs) So even in that, like when I'm teaching them lessons, there are certain things that I'm like, is why am I teaching them this? Or like, what's important about this, that kind of thing. And so now it's just even more amplified of like, I have this tiny child that I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? I am in awe of women who birth children. Well, good women. Bad women, I'm not in awe of. Okay, well. Uh, It's... I want a baby. No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. This whole episode is going to be Josie just saying that she wants a baby. I know. I do. Here's my reasoning. I love babies. I love holding them. I love squishing them. I love handling their issues, solving their problems, even if they're really annoying. Crying doesn't really get to me. I love the problem solving of it all. (laughs) You're like, I changed you. I fed you. What do you need? Yeah, I like puzzles. Um, It's the waking me up in the middle of the night that really turns me off. Um, I'm not going to do that. I could do that. I'm just getting a little older, you know. <laughs> I mean, older kids do that too, so uh yeah, but they're faster to train. <laughs> what? They're faster to train. Oh, older kids. <laughs> yeah, but what are you gonna do when it's like they walk into your room at three o'clock in the morning and they're like, Mom, I throwed up. <laughs> That's what the lock on the door is for. <laughs> you cannot lock your door when you <laughs> just sitting in the hallway in their puke mommy i froze up please open your door (laughs) don't throw up i'm just kidding oh my gosh wow okay everybody i'm going too deep on this bad mommy rabbit Um, trail (laughs) listen guys um if you were like me and you're a parent and you're like How do you, um, how do you like teach your kids about God in a way that you, whatever way you feel comfortable with, whatever, um, there's a really great account I follow on Instagram called, um, parenting after deconstruction. I'll tag them when this uh, episode posts, but they really have some great content and they've started doing, um, zoom cohorts. So people can kind of just talk with other parents in different ages and stages of kids, just about like what does it look like? What are they doing? Um, whatever. Um, and I've really enjoyed it. I haven't been able to join a cohort yet just because I'm a brand new mom and all that. Um, but I'm hoping to do it sometime in the summer or in the fall. And yeah, I will tag them really encourage you all to check them out because they post some great stuff and resources. Yeah. I mean, you're already trying to get rid of your own trauma and then you're trying to avoid somebody else to get the same trauma. And it's just all a little trauma circle. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There's literally things that like, I don't know, just like silly things of like how I like word certain things or like say certain things that I'm like, Oh, like I am not gonna say it like that. Like trying to train myself now of like, 
how like i she's a baby she literally doesn't comprehend she doesn't comprehend anything i say but i still like when i look at her and talk to her like i think about like if she was a five-year-old like how would i talk to her or like how would i explain this to her you know what i mean Mm. and so even like when she's getting frustrated and like, I'm starting to get frustrated. Like that's something that like Jack and I talk about all the time of like, you know, like it's okay to be frustrated. Like if they're in a safe space, like lay her in her crib, that's her, that's a safe space for her walk away for a few minutes and cool down and then come back like and address it because it's starting those habits now of like, again, when she is two and three and starts doing things that really freaking piss me off. Like I don't want to just react to it like Mm -hmm. I don't want to yell or like say something I don't mean and so it's just starting that now and literally like again like she's a baby her life depends on me and when she's two and three like she's just learning how to be a human so she's gonna Mm -hmm. do things that piss me off and it it's not like yeah sometimes they do things on purpose to piss you off but like a lot of the times (laughs) it starts with them not it's just them not knowing or not having the cognitive function to understand you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's just starting those habits now um and again it's not even just with like theological stuff it's literally with just every day of like how am I gonna and like we talked about earlier it's about reparenting myself of like Mm -hmm there's things that my parents did really, really well. And there's other things that like, even my mom will be like, yeah, I wish I did that better. Like we're talking about like food the other day. I am like, my mom is not a picky eater at all, but she has like some of the pickiest freaking children on the planet. How dare you Spencer? <laughs> what? Cause I'm a picky eater. Yes. Yeah. It, no, honestly. And that's, that's rude. I don't want a kid that's a picky eater. So part of that reparenting is when she starts to eat food, you know, and you start doing that, like today we're going to eat olives. I fucking hate olives. But when she needs to try an olive, I'm going to eat that olive. olive and be like, Sloan, this is the best thing ever. Like, it's just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It's things like that where I'm like, I don't want her to be a picky eater. Like it's things like that. And again, I also, there's also things about like, food that I like will never force her to like finish her plate like because Mm. I don't for me personally like that turned into like a habit of overeating because when you're little finishing your plate is great and then you get to an age where they're like you shouldn't have ate all that and you're like this is a mixed message um and a lot of that comes from like cultural things too like so it's not even just like parenting in the sense of like it's you're at your grandma's house and all of a sudden you're eating a bunch of food and she won't let you stop um yeah and so it's things like that like I would never let her I or I'd never make her finish her plate Jack and I have a lot of conversations about um you know food is morally neutral and so there's a lot of like kids like um like dietitians and things that are talking about like you want kids to view food like as morally neutral and not Mm -hmm. have hierarchy like don't use food as bribes like don't be like if you do this we'll go get ice cream like even like serving dessert with dinner so if you're gonna have like a piece of cake for dinner or at, for dessert, like you put that on their dinner plate. And if they choose to eat that and not another thing, like you just leave it because more often than not, what they've seen is, yeah, maybe they take the first bite of the cake, but they actually finish other parts of their food first. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't like they don't even eat all of the dessert. You know what I mean? And so it's just things like that of like that takes like reparenting for yeah. us. And it also takes just like having conversations with people we love about why we're doing this 
Um, another huge thing for Jack and I is child safety. Mm. And what does that mean of like, we are a secret free household. Um, we will never use that kind of language with our child. Um, because you know, surprises are great. You can have a surprise party because surprises people find out and they make them happy. Secrets are a no-go, especially even emphasizing like, uh, there's no reason for an adult to have a secret with a child. Mm-hmm. And so just having those conversations starting super young of like, you will never get in trouble for telling us a secret. Even if somebody tells you like, they're going to be mad, you're going to be in trouble. Like there's going to be consequences. Like you will never be in trouble for that because we just want our child to be safe. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I mean, that's huge for us. Yeah. So, um, all that to say, we want you parents to come on, please, to talk yes. to us as oh, a, lots of parents. a parent of an infant, especially like if you have, like you've really run the gamut, your kids are older. Yeah, please. Um, because I want everything. I want people yeah. that are like sitting in taught, like I want fellow infant parents. I want people sitting in toddlerhood. I want like your kid is 18 and is like F the world. Like I want it all. <laughs> that's my, that's my specialty. 18 F the world. <laughs> Personally, I've noticed. <laughs> no, I literally want it all. But yeah. Um, so let's talk about other topics that we want to hear about. Hmm. Let's dream. This is the dreaming portion of the season opener. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we just did one. Like I said, um, I think it's the week after this. We're going to have our episode with Kevin Nye talking about homelessness. Mm-hmm. Great, great conversation. Um, definitely want to talk about... Yeah. He had, more- didn't experience homelessness. He uh, This is the difference. is that He didn't experience homelessness, but he works in it and is writing a book on it. Yes, works, in, um, works at a... Um, a center in Hollywood that like helps people experiencing homelessness. And yeah, it talks about like how the church is not doing great. Some mm-hmm. of the things they maybe do good, like that kind of stuff. Um, honestly want to hear more about that because also um, here's something that you never thought you'd hear. Uh, Josie and Spencer are also mad at liberals when it comes to homelessness. Yeah, um, so I you'll mean, hear, you'll hear yeah. more about that in that episode. I don't think people are surprised that I'm angry in general. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we want to hear things like that. Um, would love to talk about just some more, um, you know, what are things that kind of bridge that gap between church and politics that, you know, mm. some people are like, um, the church is going to take care of it or politics is going to take care of it when the reality is um, a lot of times it's kind of a bridge of both. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um we both would love to talk about foster care. I would love oh. to have somebody, either a foster parent or um, a um, fosty. Uh, yeah, like a somebody that is in foster care or a former foster care, like former foster youth would love that. Um, also, uh, like a court uh, mandated like foster advocate, all that different stuff. Social worker, anything, everything, all over the spectrum would pro love to have cons. Yeah, whether you are pro or con. Yes, absolutely. Because I think Josie and I probably, I know I fall very much kind of like in the middle of, yeah, there are times when foster care is definitely needed. And then there are also times where foster care is literally just a shit show of racism and, mm. and, uh, capitalism and other terrible things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we want to have those really hard conversations with people who know what they're talking about so we can be angry and upset with more information yes <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think, um my dream topic would be yeah probably like foster care what's your dream topic oh dream topic oh 
Hmm. I think for this season, I want to talk about porn. Oh, okay. Whether it's porn addiction, somebody who was told they had porn addiction, but they really didn't. They were just using porn normally. Uh, couples who are pro-porn, anti-porn, in-porn, et cetera, et cetera. If there's even such thing as like what, like ethical porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are important conversations. I think especially because the church is very like demonizing of it, which yeah. in some ways can be good because there is a lot of history of like, um, you know, trafficking and things like that within the porn yeah. industry. But then sometimes it can be an extreme. So, yeah. Sometimes um, sex workers are just sex workers. Yeah, if you're a only sex fans, worker, we would love to talk to you. Like too. only fans is a thing for a reason. So yeah. um yeah, that is an interesting topic. Who are our dream guests? Well, like um dream guest. well, we, you keep telling me my dream guest is a reality, so I'm oh, just gonna right. keep it a secret until it okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um if you can guess it, we'll give you five dollars for real though um venmo you yeah must <laughs> you don't have yeah it must have venmo you don't have yeah, venmo. must have venmo. you're out of luck <laughs> uh, my dream guest who did i say last month i forgot i, I would like know. last time i said jimmy carter i don't think that's ever gonna happen <laughs> oh, that's such a good dream guest though um oh i brene brown i don't know if you said that or i said that last oh time. yes would love brene brown that's yeah a good one deconstructed but like the evangelicals love her. That's queen shit right that. there. Um, I want to do segments. Can, I want to come up with fun like, segments. Can ideas. we have like dream guests that are problematic? <laughs> oh yes. Okay, dream guests problematic. Like somebody that would absolutely never come on here, but <gasps> I just want to talk to her like face to face. Is um, guys, I'm gonna tell him myself. So in the very beginning of Rachel Hollis, I was kind of on board. <laughs> And then I jumped really quickly because in her first book, she talks really shitty about foster, uh, about parents, like that have kids in foster care. Mm-hmm. She talks super shitty about them. And I jumped off that train real quick. So I was on it for maybe about five seconds, but I've kind of secretly kept on the train in the sense of like, it is a like hot mess express and I live for the drama. Um, like there's literally a subreddit that just talks shit about like her and like her, like, we should do like, a Rachel Hollis episode. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I would love to talk about like the um, the epitome of Christian stay at home moms and why they're sucked into MLMs and Rachel Hollis. Like, I would love to talk about that. Mm-hmm. If you um, know a lot of that about that former MLM, yes. if you yes, if you it. were if you were in an MLM, your best friend got roped in. If you were on the Rachel Hollis bus and now you see the light, if you're still on the Rachel Hollis bus and you want to come defend her, like, please, I wouldn't recommend it. But you can <laughs> come. <at> me, like, <laughs> if you are Rachel Hollis and you hear this, please come on, like. I would love that. We'll forgive you, girl. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, as long as you never refer to your maid as a toilet cleaner ever again. Yeah, it's the lady that cleans your toilets. And as long as you realize that um, sometimes uh, parents can't show up to their visitation because their kid is placed two hours away from them and they can only take the bus and they mm-hmm. can't take off work because then they won't have money to buy food mm-hmm. for the week. So, um yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so, Rachel Hollis, please come on. Who's your problematic? Who's your problematic dream guest? Uh, my problematic dream guest is probably uh, Donald Trump. 
is an easy one, so I'm gonna give another one after this. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because, oh my gosh, if he thinks he can charm people, I can charm a Republican white man's pants off. <laughs> Ugh. I would have him converted and under... I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> want to talk shit to his face, because I would. Um, and then my more eh, realistic E1, but not realistic, would be Tommy Loren. Is that how you really? pronounce her name? I don't yeah, know. I really oh, thought that you were bitch would pick... love me. She would either really love me or really hate me. I really thought you were going to pick, um, what's his face, Sean Foytes or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Name? That man has nothing intelligent to say, even remotely. He's had no life experience. He knows nothing about the world. I have no desire. I mean, that's part of the fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least Donald Trump has seen some shit, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. <laughs> and Tommy Loren, too, because she was a woman in the industry, so... At least we can bond over that. True. Because I too am in the industry. Wow. <laughs> Josie is adjacent. Full disclosure, I did take an edible before this. I don't know if I said that off the top of the podcast. Um, um, not, to, not to everybody else. All right. Because I was depressed, so I do not apologize. Great. Spencer doesn't apologize either. She's embarrassed, but she doesn't apologize. <laughs> I can be embarrassed by Josie's actions, but still show up and just love her for who she is. You know what I mean? Even if Sloane's going to go back and listen to this and be like, mmm, Aunt Josie, are you um, my weed hookup? I guess no, we because be super I was like, it's not like, that's not demonized. I don't know. Like, you're right. Topic for another day, but like, yeah. Oh, if you, if weed, that's a topic too. <laughs> that is a topic. I just even think, um, you didn't spirituality alcohol addictions all of that because i as a child of an uh alcoholic like i just have a lot of like mm-hmm. opinions about it if you are an and some of them might addicts. be yeah i would honestly love that um because i think too again that's one thing in the church that like there's a weird there's a weird dynamic of how we treat addicts and things like that so um would definitely love to talk about that Mm, uh, drugs i want to talk a lot about psychedelics and spirituality uh would also love to talk about like um decriminalization versus like legalizing if that makes sense because i'm very much pro decriminalizing and i'm very pro like um like safe injection and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff uh, and i think a lot of times uh conservatives and evangelicals get it twisted that i'm just like everybody can have free heroin and that is not at all what yeah, i it's not taxpayer funded drugs everybody no because here's the thing like um and we we talked about this in our homelessness episode too of like god forbid you had a kid that was on the streets addicted mm. wouldn't the very least you want for them is a clean needle like if they're gonna use drugs anyways you can't yeah. stop it don't you want it to be a clean needle like mm-hmm. so you know that they're somewhat safe yep anyways i got lots of feelings on that <laughs> yes and we could probably fill an hour <laughs> with just those feelings yeah we have lots of feelings about a lot of things um i want somebody to come on and debate me about whether or not there are dogs in heaven oh i'm i'm pro dogs <laughs> i'm pro dogs in it but i want somebody who's like there's no animals in heaven to come fight so, with me um literally the other day uh well it was a few weeks ago my mom was quarantining because she was sick didn't know if she had like COVID or not <laughs> she sent me a text message that was like 
she was like so is heaven overrun with like cows like do we need to stop eating meat <laughs> like mom i was like she's like i again my mom is like my mom is like the definition of like a working woman like she's just out there every day so for her to be at home i think that was day number five she was losing it a little bit she's like, she like are there cows in heaven doing stuff meat right now <laughs> that's a I'm lot of cows. Like, that's a very valid critique yeah i think that also leads into the conversation of um heaven versus new earth oh i'm team heaven. i have Oh, I'm Team New Earth, 100%. I don't know Team New Earth, I'm going to be honest. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, basically, all it talks about is, like, in Revelation, like, talking about, like, like when God, Jesus comes back or whatever. And again, oh, like, we know yeah. we know Revelation is, is actually talking about, like, um, the Roman Empire and all of that. But if you get any sort of, um, like, what is it called? Like, eschatology from it whatever you take away from it um a lot of talk about new heaven versus new earth and new heaven is basically like you know there are beings that god created that live in heaven like we talk about like angels and things mm-hmm. like that they were made for heaven this is why i have big beef with not of this world stickers because we were literally made for earth like especially like oh yeah you know, no matter about that too <laughs> no matter if you take genesis literally or figuratively we were made for planet earth so when people are like not of this world like like heaven is like the earth is not my home heaven is not my home i'm like that is literally not biblical whether you're a fundamentalist or a progressive that's not biblical yeah learn how to read um so yeah i'm very much um team new earth that's why i always joke when i'm like it's gonna be really embarrassing when jesus comes back and has to sew up the ozone layer so we can live on earth but am i gonna have to have a job yeah but it's not gonna be like again like why do we hate work right now? We hate work right now because of capitalism versus if we live in the true like kingdom of heaven, which is 100% a socialist like state, we're not going to hate work because everybody would have, basically everybody would have fair wages and fair rights because we'd all be working together to like live equally and live in peace and live in God's kingdom. So like whatever your job is in heaven, like but I you like know. my job and my job is still stressful as fuck. So I still have to be stressed. Okay. But again, why are you stressed? You're stressed because of all of these things that you think you have to do or need you have to fulfill because of capitalism. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Fine, 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 fine. Like think about things that like, I think of like photography, like if you could make photography your full-time job, wouldn't you? no because that's boring okay just art in general like oh, yeah. you like to create things like if yeah. you didn't mm-hmm. have to have like a desk job or whatever if you could do art for the rest of eternity wouldn't you do it okay you're right i'm team new earth okay i got it <laughs> this is officially a team new earth podcast okay Praise. come, come Praise find Praise. us if you're a, a gold laden heaven gilded heaven person just i just really want someone to come find me actually I did um, come up with a candidate, a conservative candidate. I think Ooh. Spencer won't be able to handle my friend Caleb. Um, so <laughs> I know you don't know who Caleb is, but he's infuriatingly conservative because he's just, he's almost there, you know? Spe- I'm saying that right now, Caleb, before you come on, you're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to come on and argue with me. He's made me cry a couple times, full disclosure, but it's all right. Oh, rude. <laughs> You know, I like to argue. Sometimes I, sometimes I lose. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, we'd love to talk about that. Um, I do want to come up with segments though. What do you mean? Explain. Like, you know how our friends at Dirty Rotten Church kids name drop? Oh, like when they do, um, when they do like, is this like a Christian song or is this this a pop song? Shit like that. I love that. that. Even if it's just like a question or something, just a little like. Question of the day. We should have people submit question of the day on Instagram. I have a whole list of questions. What do you want? What do you want Josie and I to answer for? (laughs) AMA. We should do an AMA episode. Send us in your questions. But we do a whole episode, then that defeats the purpose of our weekly segment. (laughs) Well, I know. Well, not a weekly segment, just an episode. Fine. Um, we could have five minutes with a Mormon. (gasps) Yep. We'll get one every time. I'll probably be Ryan every time, but every every (laughs) week it'll be the Mormon fact of the day. (laughs) What's the Mormon fact of the day? I um Again, I'm telling on myself again, Spencer is obsessed with sister wives, if you didn't know. Oh, wait, what religion are they? They're, uh, well, when the show first started, they were FLDS. And now... But they they, they dress all old and shit? No, so they've always been very, like, um, you know, like, they're not, like, dressing, like, crop tops and crazy stuff, but they're very just, like normal like jeans and a t-shirt like it's modest without being like homely you know oh, mormon um yeah exactly but so uh i'm on sister wives tiktok and my favorite little thing on there is they're talking about um weird things that are like mainstream mormon that show up in like these sister oh, wives families yeah. and one of them is this picture of jesus and this week i went to deseret industries which if you don't know what that is it's the mormon thrift store you went to the mormon thrift store I told, okay. Oh yeah. It hasn't come out yet. I'm like in our last episode, we talked about this. I don't know. You went. Yes. Of course. It's brand new. Um, I went, I didn't buy anything. Okay. But I went to look. And, um, first of all, they had vinyls. Tell one, guess, guess what the vinyls were. What? 99% of these vinyls. Marvin Tabernacle choir. Yes. (laughs) And the other 1% were these weird, like, morning praise songs that were i've never heard of them they must be like mormon hymns Holy God. Yeah. <laughs> um and then yeah in their little art section they had this painting of jesus that instantly i was like that is mormon jesus this one no 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 it was just his face i will give him credit he was like he was like light skin but not like caucasian you know yeah, um, the Mormons are really into their Thomas Kincaid Americana style shit. Yes. So I was like, I was like, Jesus got a little tan. I'll give them that. But yeah, it was very much. I was like, I was yeah, like, he was Orange is- County versus Seattle. <laughs> I was like, Jesus is serving a look right now. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was like, oh, hey, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, is he going to be here all day? Like, <laughs> yeah, he so is, I'm the like, Mormons. <laughs> I'm like, Mormons, like, your Jesus is like, your Jesus is kind of a hottie. What the heck? I uh, mean. <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, that was Spencer's trip to the Mormon thrift store. Yeah, we'll come and, up with segments, we promise. But yeah, I would love to talk about Sister Wives. If any of you want to talk about that, I am like cult if you were in a cult oh my gosh if you were in a fucking cult like a cult cult like a crazy cult or if like there's a lot of kids on tiktok that i followed that talk about growing up in polygamy like they're not (gasps) polygamous now but grew up in polygamy and there's varying opinions you know some of them like ditched it don't have contact with their family and then others are like 
they're my family and I love them. Like, is that the lifestyle for me? No, but like my dad was very good to all his wives and like we have a great relationship with all my moms. And so that is fascinating to me. I would love to talk about that. Uh, I would love to talk about the psychology of trauma and religious trauma specifically. I guess of polygamy? Trauma. <laughs> no, just like with a psychologist. Oh, yeah, like I would love that too. Psychologist. Um, that's it. I think. Yeah. There'll probably be more. Sorry <sighs> if you thought this was boring. I don't really care. Yeah, I just want to catch all up on our lives. Um, but yeah, again, um, I have lots to say about being a mom and all that stuff. We'll talk about it more later. Um, excited to be back with you all um in the spaces that I feel confident and comfortable in. Um and excited to be with y'all and excited for those of you that will be with Josie and all the things you share. And yeah, if you want to come on. I want to talk to a psychic. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of people getting hypnotized to quit smoking? Yeah, I want to talk to one of you too on the other <laughs> side. Anything weird and woo-woo I want to talk to you about. You ask, okay, so if you ask my aunt how she quit smoking, she will tell you she got hypnotized, but she had to do it twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First time to take, apparently. Well, at least it took it the second time. Yeah, so uh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, all of that. We would love it. Um, well, you can find us on Instagram at Speaking in Church. You can find Josie at Josie Takes the World. You can find me at Spence Rose. Or you can email us at speakinginchurch at gmail.com. Y'all, please don't email us. There are so many emails in there, and I'm, like, overwhelmed. They're mostly DM us. Please DM us. Um, What I was going to say. Oh, you can buy us a coffee or baby formula, as Spencer would call it these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll Um, talk about that, too. Um, Fun fact, guys, if you don't know, the COVID supply chain has hit formula very hard. There was also just a massive uh, FDA recall of certain brands of formula um, for some safety issues. So uh, we hurting out here in these streets. So yeah, she needs that cash money. So buy us a coffee. That is at the link in our bio on our Instagram. Um, If you want to come on, let us know. Would also like to publicly say this podcast is a fed is best podcast. So if you are in our DMs with your uh, breast. breast is best nonsense, you can just leave now. If you'd like to come on the podcast and talk about that, we can because unfortunately, MLM single mom or stay at home mom culture, Rachel Hollis also is greatly tied to breast is best. So mm-hmm. love to talk about that as well. Yeah, you. I might fight with you, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna keep coming up with ideas so we're just gonna say bye now all right friends stay woke or get woke she said it yay bye, bye. this has been an irreverent media podcast